The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country to a city of Judah, and she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the babe leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit, and she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted me? that the mother of my Lord should come to me. For behold, when the voice of your greeting came to my ears, the babe in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour. For he has regarded the lowest state of his handmaiden. For behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has put down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of low degree. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent empty away. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his posterity forever. The Gospel of the Lord. Today we celebrate the very beautiful feast of the visitation. And so we've looked at this gospel scene before, so just a few things, um, just kind of to take us back into what the church fathers uh, say on a few of the details, and then we can develop a little bit further from there in the light of the first reading from the prophet Zephaniah. And so we see in the beginning, it says, Mary rose and went with haste into the hill country. So this is immediately after the Lord has become incarnate within her. He has been conceived within her, and he is now present within Our Lady. And so what the Church Fathers note is that as soon as she has given consent to this conception, to receive the Word of God within her own self, that immediately he inspires within her a rush towards human need and human difficulties and human suffering. The Lord has become incarnate because he has come from heaven to earth in order to deliver us from our sufferings, from evil, from sin. And so as soon as he is present within Our Lady, he desires and she desires with his own desire to bring his blessed presence, the presence that blesses, to where it is needed. And she knows of the need of Elizabeth because the Lord has spoken through his angel to her. And so she knows of this need and she rushes with the presence of God to to human need, to human suffering. 
In the first reading from today, we see from the prophet Zephaniah, it says, let not your hands grow weak. The Lord your God is in your midst. When the presence of God is in our midst, it is from this presence that flows out all blessings, all graces. He is a warrior who gives victory, it says, gives victory over enemies. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will sanctify us. It says he will renew you in his love. All of this is the blessings that pour forth from the presence of God when he is present in our midst. We've seen before how we can tie this journey that Mary makes to the Ark of the Covenant when it is brought up into the hill country, into uh, Judah, and into Jerusalem by King David. And yet we know what's interesting is that when he initially goes after that inspiration that he has, if you look in the First Chronicles chapter 13, David has an inspiration to bring the ark of the Lord up into Jerusalem. And yet he doesn't act according to God's word. And so what he does is he does things that are good, but they are not yet perfect. He does things that appear to be good exteriorly, but they are not in conformity with God's word. And so he does not show the right reverence to the Ark of the Covenant that he should. He brings a new cart. Now it is a new cart, but it is still not how the Lord commanded that the Ark of the Covenant should be carried. The Ark of the Covenant was supposed to be carried by priests on poles on their shoulders. And yet David places the Ark of the Covenant on this new cart. And then when it stumbles and Uzzah reaches out in order to stabilize it, he is immediately struck dead by God, because he has touched what should not be touched, because it is the presence of God, but also because that Ark of the Covenant represents Our Lady and the presence of Christ within her and the great mystery of the Incarnation. And so what happens is, is then David becomes fearful of God, as he should be. There should be a reverential fear of the presence of God in our hearts. And so he decides not to take the ark at that moment up into Jerusalem because he is afraid of God, it says, on that day. And so he leaves the ark of the covenant in the house of uh, Obed-Edom, right? And what happens is, is that that ark of the covenant is in the house of Obed-Edom for the same amount of time that Our Lady is in the house of Zechariah, for three months. And so what happens is, is that that Ark of the Covenant, what David hears, if you look then in chapter 15, he begins to hear of all the blessings that are being poured out upon the house of Obed-Edom. Because Obed-Edom's home and house and land has received the first blessing, which is the presence of God, the blessing from which all other blessings flow. And so then David goes back down to take the Ark, but then with the reverence that, it is, that is required, it says he takes the priests according to the word of God, right? He has a holy reverence now for the presence of the Ark of the Covenant and also for God's word, and he acts according to God's word. And then he is able to bring the Ark of the Covenant up into Jerusalem. But we see also then its fulfillment, this beautiful manifestation and this fulfillment in Our Lady, the true Ark of the Covenant. She then rushes with haste into the hill country and remains for these three months 
in the home of Zechariah and Elizabeth. And this presence, as she brings God, who is now incarnate, into this home, this home is blessed because it receives the first blessing, the presence of God. And these blessings pour out upon this home. The first blessing is that Elizabeth is filled with the Holy Spirit, and St. John the Baptist is sanctified in the womb. This great warrior, Christ himself, who gives victory, is victorious over sin and death in St. John the Baptist by simply being present. By simply being present, his sanctification pours out upon that household. So how does this relate to us in our current day and age? Well, the same Christ is present to us. And just as he was hidden within the womb of Our Lady, veiled, if you will, this veiled presence of Jesus Christ continues for us in the veil of the Blessed Sacrament, where he is hidden from our eyes by the accidents of the bread and the wine. But he is truly present. And this same sanctifying presence, when we are in his presence, has a sanctifying effect on us. He does not simply just visit this church, but he also comes to each of us and we receive him in Holy Communion. The Lord himself then enters into us and we have that same wonderful grace of Our Lady. We are able to carry Christ within us. Carry Christ within us through the mystery of Holy Communion. And by that wonderful sanctifying presence, we are able to be sanctified. And then we are to rush like Our Lady into the works of God under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit and do what God desires to be done. But also to spend time in the presence of Jesus Christ. To give thanks like Elizabeth, who says, Who am I that this great mystery should come to me, namely the mother of my Lord and the Lord himself. So also we could ask the same of our incorporation into the church and our reception of the Lord in Holy Communion. Who are we that these wonderful mysteries have been given to us? That the mother of the Lord, the church herself and Our Lady have come to us and that they have brought with them this wonderful mystery of Christ's presence in the Blessed Sacrament. Who are we that this should happen to us? That should be our response of awe and reverence to the fact that we know what we know, to the fact that we are in the grace that we are in, to the fact that we receive the communion that we receive. This great mystery should overwhelm us daily. This great mystery should be the center of our life, the reason for our exaltation, because it is the cause of our sanctification. Amen.